This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. So dealing with a debt problem goes far beyond just the financials. And Blair Manton wants you to know Sands & Associates is the best firm that you can choose at this point. They are BC's largest licensed insolvency trustee firm in the province focused on debt help services for consumers, help thousands, obviously thousands of people get a, get out of from underneath their debt and really ultimately change their lives with that financial fresh, fresh start. So Blair's got some key messages of reassurance that he and his team want you to know. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about Sands & Associates for anybody that doesn't know, a little bit about your history even? Yeah, certainly. So it uh, used to be called bankruptcy trustees, but Sands & Associates is a firm of licensed insolvency trustees, and we're the people you should call when you need a plan to deal with your debts. So if you find yourself being stressed about your finances, not sure where to turn, don't know how you're going to be making these payments, or you're making all your payments, but you know you'll be in debt for decades to come, uh, a trustee is the best person you can reach out to to get a plan to get you back to owing nobody anything, to being able to have some financial goals in your future, uh, and to really achieve what you want to achieve on a financial basis rather than spending all of your money you know, on interest charges or things that just reoccur every month and don't get you anywhere. Uh, we were founded in 1990 um, in Sands & Associates. I'm proud to say we've grown to become BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees. And all we do is help people and small businesses deal with tough debt situations. So we're not a firm that does 100 different things to 100 different clients. We're very, very competent, very experienced, um, and very uh, and have a great reputation um, in helping people when they find themselves in tough situations. I also like the fact that, that uh, Sands & Associates believes that money problems can happen to anyone at any time. It's, it's really quite astounding to me over the years that we've been talking about this, Blair, that it's for sometimes for folks, it's just one thing that will trigger a whole host of other things. And before you know it, you're in this pit of debt and you can't figure out how to deal with it. And I like the fact that you know that going in. Absolutely, Elaine. You know, we're, we're committed to an approach of genuine care and empathy. So with each of our staff, our, our goal is to treat every client that, that reaches out to us as if they were a close family member going through a very tough time. What sort of empathy and support would that person want to feel? And that's what we aim to provide as much as we can uh, when we're dealing with our clients. And what we really want people to know is that they do have support. There's qualified solutions. Uh, they need to know where to find them. Uh, but there's absolutely light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, there's there's no debt problem that doesn't have a solution. That's what really just gives me so much energy every morning is knowing I'm going to face a bunch of problems on clients in, in different client situations, but I've got the solution to solve those problems because Canadian law is so great. It's very well written. I don't complain the government a lot, but they did a great job uh, when they wrote their insolvency laws because it really does give somebody a chance to literally turn their life around uh, in a quicker and often less expensive means than, than they thought possible. 
Um, you know, oftentimes what we do as insolvency trustees, you know, part of it is the numbers and it's understanding, well, you know, what can you afford to pay back and here's how the bankruptcy should be administered. Um, but what's really, um, you know, even more interesting and definitely more gratifying on a day-to-day basis is understanding what does it feel like to be in debt. So what's the current situation the clients are facing uh, when they pick up the phone or walk in the door? And it's oftentimes people are at one of the lowest points in their lives. And to be able to help them to suddenly start again, to rebuild that self-worth, um, to get back on track, you know, that could be just such a rewarding thing for myself and for my team here. And in terms of how it feels to be in debt, you know, no surprise to anybody, it doesn't feel good. And when we survey our clients every year, we do a very detailed um, survey over a period of a couple months and release it to the media every year in January. Um, Each year, it's very consistent. Over three in five people said the reason they knew they had a debt problem was because overwhelming stress had manifested itself and they just couldn't ignore it anymore. Uh, For two-thirds of people, self-esteem was suffering because of being in debt uh, in a similar proportion their health was suffering so um, you know stress isn't good for anybody at any time and definitely we're understanding more and more how physically stress can manifest itself to the point of you know even even causing death in, in certain people so uh, definitely dealing with the financial stress can often have really significantly positive physical impacts uh, and you know finally as much as one in six people that reached out to us had said they had contemplated thoughts of suicide to deal with their financial situation again for some for a situation where we know there's a solution we know people just need to reach out to know that as much as many as one in six people just don't realize that uh, and really have some dark days and dark thoughts uh, just tells us we need to continue to do as much as we can to get the word out that empathetic and supportive debt solutions do exist. I'd, I'd like to keep talking about that part, Blair, because I think it's really important and is really significant for Sands and Associates in terms of how you and all of the staff in the offices uh, do your business and talk to people and support them and, and help them through this, the um, whatever situation. And I think the number one one that I've heard you say so many times is your your financial problems do not define you. And I think that is so embedded in people that it, that they believe it does. Um, and I think it comes from, you know, our parents and our parents' parents, et cetera, et cetera, you know, that have just sort of instilled that. But, but it's not true, especially in today's um, landscape where, boy, oh, boy, things can change so quickly for folks. Yeah, it's, it's often, you know, it's a sign of a very moral person to want to honor all of your obligations and your commitments. And when you think about it, you borrowed the money, you made a commitment that you were going to pay it back. And it's not comfortable to be in a situation where you can't meet a commitment that you've made. And oftentimes, the more moral and upstanding the person, you know, the harder that they can really take that and it can really cause, you know, a significant hit to their self-esteem and a sense of self-worth. Um, so, so much of our meetings, especially at first, is just helping people really separate that, really understand that, you know, being in debt is a temporary situation. It's not a permanent state. You are not defined by being in debt now. Um, you know, if you're in debt five years from now, well, that's, that's a bit of a challenge. You didn't take the steps and that's going to start to define you, but don't let that happen, you know. Um, it's not a reflection of you of your character, you or your character. And quite often, being in debt is often not your fault. So one of my colleagues, uh, her name is Darlene, one of her uh, pieces of advice that she put on her bio, which I thought was great, is she says, financial difficulties are not a reflection of who you are as a person. They're only a symptom of something bigger that you may have no control over. And this really played out in our survey as well. As many as four out of five individuals, when we really drilled down, what's what's the issue that caused you to have to file a bankruptcy or a proposal? Four of the five top main causes were illness, injury, or health-related problems. 
not within your control, overextension of credit due to cost of living outpacing income, generally not within your control. You're not controlling the inflation these days that's happening. Marital or relationship breakdown, oftentimes that can come without warning, and then job-related or job loss. So the vast majority of situations, when I sit down and I, and I, I hear an individual's uh, story of what they've been through and what they've done, sometimes I can't find anything that they could have done different that would lead to a different outcome. And what they need to do is just start to forgive themselves a little bit for some of, you know, okay, maybe they could have tweaked a little thing here or there, but it wouldn't have resulted in a sea change to their situation. Uh, they need to be focused on what they can do now rather than judging themselves for, for their conduct in the past. Yeah, I think really good points, Blair. If we're already describing you or someone you know and you think uh, they could use a hand, uh, get them to give Sands & Associates a call. The, the phone number is 1-800-661-3030. Or if you want to check out their website, please do that. It's sands-trustee.com. Now, I wanted to move on a little bit, Blair, and talk about some of the things that Sands & Associates and, and your estate managers want people to know when it comes mm -hmm. to asking for help. Yeah, absolutely. I think really top on that list is you do deserve to live with dignity. So just because you're in debt doesn't mean that you have to submit yourself to harassments, to being berated, uh, to feeling like a failure. Uh, being in debt can cause a lot of shame, a lot of self-blame, uh, but everyone is deserving of a financial fresh start. And regardless of, of any of your debt situation, you absolutely do deserve to be treated with and to live with dignity and respect. So we try to emphasize that right from the start, uh, that as humans, we've got certain things that, you know, just a base level of dignity and respect is just endemic to us. Um, and we want people to understand as well, you know, life goes on and you can and will move beyond this current challenge. So it can be really, really tough in the moment in the eye of the storm to think out, you know, two, five or 10 years and know that eventually all this shall pass. Um, but absolutely, as I've often said, you know, debt always has a solution. It's not something that's going to persist for your entire life. So you will be able to move forward. Excellent. What are a couple of other ones? I know you've got I've got a few more listed that we want to talk about. Yeah, I think just one uh, last quote that I would say here, it's from my colleague Raj, um, on, on his bio, again, one of his key pieces of advice that he gives is we can't control what happened in the past, but we can help you understand where you're at today so you can move forward to your goals and your debt-free future. So the more that we can get away from really dwelling on all that's happened in the past, all that we could have controlled or not, uh, really focus on the future, focus on that plan, get behind it and get enthused about it, uh, that's where we're going to have the real transformation, the real change, the turnaround in people's lives. Are, are people or most people surprised to learn um, the kinds of things that come with figuring out debt and debt management? Every day. Um, Elena, it, sometimes it's, I enjoy my job because I feel like I'm giving good news a lot of times that people didn't anticipate. So, you know, a lot of times people feel like they're the only person facing their situation. No one's ever been through it before. And people are quite surprised to learn, um, you know, in 2019, there were almost 140,000 people in Canada across the country um, who worked with a, a licensed insolvency trustee to file either a personal bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. So somewhere between 100 and 150,000 people year in, year out in Canada do restructure their debts. And so you're definitely not alone. Um, quite often people are really surprised to learn 
Um, the credits and debts borrowing, the credit ratings, how everything interacts is not how they, how they typically thought. Uh, and there's a lot of education in our counseling sessions about how credit ratings actually work, about how often keeping a perfect credit rating can be at the expense of your overall financial health. So I really enjoyed that part of it, of helping people understand, you know, yeah, credit rating is a report card. You don't need to have A pluses at every stage in your life. And sometimes um, the right decision is to take a short term hit to your credit report, restructure all the debt and then be in a better position to save money in the future and rebuild the credit over time. So oftentimes people are very surprised to see, okay, we can have a strategy with our credit rating. It doesn't need to just be perfect at every stage. Excellent. And how straightforward are debt solutions these days? And how, you know, how do the processes that people can choose from actually work? I know you've got some good, good statistics on that. Yeah, well, for most people, they're very surprised to know how how actually straightforward and easy it is to file either a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal. It's still something you don't go into lightly. But for 80% of people, they said if they knew how straightforward it was, they would have acted more quickly. So if you think it's a very difficult, convoluted process, it isn't. Um, and I think for another thing that people are sometimes surprised is when you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, the, an LIT is not paid by commission, not paid by your creditors at all. So they really don't have a vested interest in you pursuing one option or another. An LIT is just an impartial um, an officer of the court, essentially, to help you understand what your options are and help you choose the right option to move forward. I'm going to give you the phone number again. It's 1-800-661-3030 to uh, get that first appointment. Sands-trustee.com is the website. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. And speaking of debt, let's talk about bankruptcy. Everything you wanted to know about bankruptcy but maybe we're afraid to ask. When it comes to contemplating bankruptcy for folks, it's pretty challenging financial time for them. Well, Blair's got uh, some great ideas on how to help individuals. And Blair, you've talked before that personal bankruptcy really isn't anywhere as bad as people often fear it may be. Can you, can you talk more about that? Oh, certainly, Elaine. It was one of the big surprises for me as I became a trustee is just about everything that I thought I knew about bankruptcy. And, you know, I had went to business school, had studied a lot of accounting. Uh, it actually wasn't correct when you actually got down to the law and how it impacts Canadians, um, you know, on, on a base, on, a, on an individual basis. It's a really emotionally charged, a very personal topic uh, when people start to consider, oh, my gosh, I'm in debt and I can't pay things back. And people often have a really knee-jerk negative reaction. But the reality is that bankruptcy, it's really all about a fresh start. It's not meant to be an overly punitive. It's not a public shaming. It's not a situation where you lose everything you've ever had in your life. <clears throat> it's a chance for you to literally turn things around and start again fresh. So what, you know, an amazing gift for somebody to have. They can just start again without being burdened by debt. Um, and it's something that's more common than you think. Odds are someone that you know may have filed for, for bankruptcy in their life or may well in the future um, because it's about 4.6 out of every 1,000 adult Canadians uh, filed for insolvency in calendar year 2019. So just under, you know, half of a person out of 100. And if you think over a 20, 30 or 40 year working period, you know, it could be anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of the working population is going to struggle with debt. It's potentially going to have to investigate uh, a bankruptcy filing. And it's you're so much better off being forearmed with some knowledge about that remedy. Okay, well, let's start at the very beginning, then. Can you explain what is bankruptcy? 
Well, bankruptcy is a federally legislated legal process, and that's a, you know, a mouthful of words, but it means it's something enshrined in law from the federal government, and it gives you the ability to get rid of your debts and to get protection from your creditors in the event you can no longer meet your financial obligations. So the wording in the law, it's a fresh start for the honest but unfortunate debtor. So who's eligible to declare bankruptcy, Blair? Well, this is usually a surprise for people. You don't have to be millions of dollars in debt, you know, even tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Um, the eligibility for bankruptcy in Canada is you have to owe more than $1,000, which is a very low bar. And generally, nobody files bankruptcy for just $1,000, but sometimes people do for five to 10 or definitely for $15,000. But the minimum is just $1,000 of debt. And the second part is you have to be considered insolvent. And what insolvent means is that either you've stopped paying your debts because you're unable to pay your debts, or if you were to sell all of your property, it just wouldn't be enough to pay the debts uh, that you've accumulated. So if somebody is sitting with a house that's worth millions of dollars and they've got, you know, $10,000 of debt, they're not insolvent. But the average person that we see who maybe don't, doesn't have a whole lot of assets and is carrying ten to $15,000 of credit card debt and really struggling to make the payments, they absolutely would meet the test of being insolvent. So uh, you've noted here in this topic that we're that we're covering in terms of bankruptcy and all the ins and outs of it that lots of people mistake being insolvent as meaning the same as being bankrupt but that is the case or it isn't it isn't the case, and that's a really good distinction for, for people to have because a lot of people will pass through the state of insolvency uh, at various points in their life, and they, they might not know it. It might be the case, you know, they've just financed a car, the car is worth less than what they owe on it, so, you know, theoretically, they've got debts that exceed their assets, but you're only bankrupt if you take the steps to formally file a bankruptcy. It's a specific legal proceeding and undertaking, so you have to be insolvent to file a bankruptcy, but just because you're insolvent doesn't mean that you're automatically bankrupt or have to take that next step. It's a very separate, formal, defined process. Okay. So can we move on to what kind of debts get covered in a personal bankruptcy? Yeah, and that one, it's one of the better answers that I'm happy to give, is it's just about everything. It's just about every debt that you could accumulate under the sun can be included, dealt with, and then eventually discharged as part of a bankruptcy proceeding. So just going through a pretty quick list here, but your consumer and business debts, whether it's credit cards, lines of credit, overdrafts, payday loans, any type of standard consumer or business debts can be discharged or, again, eliminated as part of the bankruptcy. Uh, income tax debts, a lot of people are really surprised to learn that a bankruptcy or a consumer proposal can eliminate and reduce amounts to government, including income tax debt, uh, including amounts for student loans, uh, and also including ICBC debts. Uh, bankruptcy can deal with personal debts. If you borrowed money from whether it's a friend or a family member, uh, legally bankruptcy can assist you uh, in dealing with that commitment as well. Uh, and then finally, uh, if you have debts for a business where you've signed a personal guarantee. So many times, if you have an incorporated business, the person who is the director of that corporation, they're required to sign on the dotted line, whether it's for a lease or an equipment financing or something else like that. And if the business fails, sometimes it drags them down as well because they personally guaranteed that debt. All of those debts you could get relief from uh, if you chose to file for personal bankruptcy. 
So before we go to the next question, uh, if we're already describing you or someone you know and you want to support them to take some action, uh, I'm going to give you the number for Sands & Associates. It's 1-800-661-3030. Your best next step, sit down and talk to somebody and see if this is your if this is the thing you should be doing or is there something else you can be doing. Uh, Sands & Associates, all the staff are so knowledgeable about next steps for you. So let's talk about, Blair, the frequently asked questions uh, that you get asked uh, when it comes to the bankruptcy process. Yeah, so the first one a lot of people ask is, how do you actually file for personal bankruptcy? And there's two ways for this to happen. And one is about 999 out of 1,000 cases, and the other is 1 in 1,000. So the 999 out of 1,000 cases is it's a voluntary filing. So generally, an individual would meet with a trustee, would investigate their options, would decide that bankruptcy is the option for them, and they would file documents with the trustee on a voluntary basis. They choose the date, the time, whether to proceed. No one is forced to do anything. That's the vast majority of cases, and I've only ever filed voluntary bankruptcies in nearly 15 years as a trustee. I don't know if my firm has even done any involuntary bankruptcies, but on the one in a thousand side of it, there is the potential provision that uh, if someone didn't file for bankruptcy and their creditors, you know, wanted to hire a lawyer and petition them into bankruptcy to essentially force them into that proceeding, that could happen. Uh, but again, it generally doesn't happen for the most part. It's a voluntary assignment that someone makes. There's a small uh, percentage of folks where it could be involuntary, but again, something I've really never seen in my career. But there's only one professional uh, in this country that can actually facilitate a bankruptcy for you. And that's exactly right, Elaine. So you don't need to go to a bankruptcy lawyer or attorney or anything like that. You don't need an informal advisor or an accountant. All you need to do is to see directly a licensed insolvency trustee, formerly called bankruptcy trustees, the same person, just different job title. Uh, we're the only individuals that can actually help someone filing a bankruptcy. And as anyone who listens to the show knows, and as anybody new will learn, uh, it's a free consultation. It's confidential when you're dealing with a trustee. So you don't need any other middlemen or any referrals. You just come straight to a trustee. So does do the do my creditors at that point stop harassing me once I've declared or when does that stop? Absolutely, Elaine. As soon as you sign the documents uh, to file the bankruptcy, your trustee's next job is to file that with the government, which all happens electronically often in the same meeting. And from there, at that moment, all collection activities against you have to cease. So, you know, as soon as anyone is aware of the bankruptcy and sometimes as soon as we sign the documents, uh, the person gets the next collection call. If they're in my office, I'm answering the phone and saying, I'm now the trustee appointed. Please don't call this person anymore. You'll have my documents within a couple of days here. Um, and for anybody that files for bankruptcy, all their creditors have to be notified uh, within a five-day period. And from there, it's illegal for any creditors to call them, take them to court, harass them, demand any payments, seize anything from them, they get that relief, that sense that they can restructure, that they you know, don't have the sword hanging over their head anymore. They've got the trustee protecting them. So you get the relief right away once you file the bankruptcy. And that's called a stay of proceedings. So it's a technical legal term. But if you do come across it, it means that any proceedings against you, like if someone's suing you to take your wages or seize your assets, all those have to stop. And in the court's terms, they call that being stayed. So the state of proceedings is what's really important, and it gives you that protection the day that you file. So what happens to all my stuff at this point, Blair? All the things that I've accumulated, whether that's put me into debt or not, but or just by living, like what happens to all of my assets? Another great question. A lot of people think you lose everything when you file for bankruptcy, and theoretically, okay, you're surrendering assets to your trustee, but 
for the most part, most people keep all of their assets when they go through a bankruptcy proceeding and nobody loses everything. So what happens is in each province, there's various exemptions where the government says, regardless of what federal law might say about bankruptcy, we think people within this province need a certain base level of assets to reestablish themselves that could never be taken from them. So in the province of BC, there's exemptions for household goods and clothing. So I've never once seized furniture or God forbid clothing from any of my clients. That's all fully exempt. Um, a vehicle can be exempt as well. Um, even equity in your home, depending on where you live in the province, you're allowed to have an exemption for your home equity. So it's far from a certainty that if someone files for bankruptcy, they lose their home. For the most part, they do keep it. Uh, you're allowed exemptions for your RRSPs, for any work tools that you might have, and even any life insurance policies or company pension plans. Uh, those are almost always exempt as well. So for the most part, when people go through bankruptcy, they get rid of all of their debt. And if they had a whole lot of assets that could be sold to pay debt, usually they've sold them in advance. So they don't have, you know, the $50,000, um, you know, investment account that's been gone before. So the, for the most part, when people file a bankruptcy, they do keep their assets. Okay. And how long does the whole process usually take? Well, sooner than you think, for 80% of people, bankruptcy is over in nine months. So it's not the six or seven years that most people think about. Literally from the day you sign those documents, if you've never filed for bankruptcy before and you're considered a low-income individual, bankruptcy runs for a nine-month period, and that's it. At the end of nine months, you're forever and finally discharged from all of those debts. Okay. And I want to, I know, I know we've got a, a few other things in between, uh, from that part to, to the last one, but I really want to ask you this question. If somebody's mm -hmm. considering bankruptcy, Blair, um, or just even just getting advice on dealing with their debt in general, where's the best place to get help at this point? Well, absolutely. The best place to reach out is to contact a licensed insolvency trustee uh, to arrange for a free consultation. It can be done over the phone. It can be done over the Internet or in person these days. Um, anything that you're facing, the trustee is going to sit down, understand the situation and understand your objectives. Are you trying to repay as much back as possible? Do you need a fresh start of bankruptcy? It's a no obligation, confidential meeting guaranteed. You're going to feel a whole lot better and sleep a whole lot better once you've had that first discussion and you're no longer suffering in silence. And in the last 30 seconds of this piece, I really want you to talk about, Blair, the kind of support that folks at Sands & Associates give someone coming in the door. Oh, absolutely, Elaine. So the, our approach is just because you're in debt, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It often doesn't mean that you've even done anything wrong. Quite often there are things outside of your control. So we treat everybody as an individual who's worthy of respect, dignity, and empathy. We provide solutions. But what we like to say, and this came from a customer review of ours, is we're debt smart, but with heart. We really do care. We want you to have a great experience on what can be a tough part in your life. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. This is part two of everything you wanted to know about bankruptcy, and maybe you're still a little afraid to ask. Uh, Blair Manton, who happens to be president of British Columbia's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees, that's Sands & Associates, uh, so focused on debt help services for folks, says many people facing a decision on how to address a debt problem don't have all the information or maybe have misinformation about their options to deal with it. So we're, we're first going to start just a tiny bit of a recap or a refresher on what it means to file per, personal bankruptcy, Blair. Yeah, thanks, Elaine. So personal bankruptcy, it's a solution. It's intended to get you out of debt, um, to give you hope, to allow you to look towards the future with some optimism rather than being burdened by, you know, what, what, it's different for everybody, but what can be an unmanageable amount of debt? So for some people, it's a few thousand dollars. For some people, it's literally a couple of million dollars. Um, but bankruptcy is your chance 
um, to discharge your debt, to move forward, to have a fresh start, uh, being unburdened by debt that you've accumulated. What bankruptcy in Canada will do, it's a voluntary process. So you generally don't get forced into bankruptcy. You decide this is the right remedy for you. The situation requires it and your objectives are to move forward. Um, you sit down, you work with a trustee and bankruptcy in Canada will help you move forward from just about any kind of debt. So amounts owing to Canada Revenue Agency for income taxes, for GST, uh, if you have employees, employee remittances, um, things like student loans as well. Those are things people think can't be dealt with typically in a bankruptcy, and they can. And then your normal consumer debts, your credit cards, lines of credit, overdrafts, payday loans. When you file for bankruptcy, you're essentially getting a fresh start, putting all of the debt um, in the rearview mirror and moving forward, getting on with your life. Now, my bet is that you talk to so many people, or Sands and Associates certainly talks to so many people, that you've got a list of sort of common questions that people always have around getting the bankruptcy process started. Can you run through some of those? Yeah, I think one of the big questions people have is just, what is the process? You know, what does it take? Is it months long? Is it weeks long? Days long? What does it take from if I decide... Um, but I want to investigate the option of bankruptcy. How do I actually make that happen if I choose to do so? And let's spend a bit of time today on, on the steps um, that someone w- would go through. Um, so first off, the first step and essentially the most difficult step for a lot of people is just reaching out for help. So I understand the fear of the unknown. A lot of people can feel, um, you know, very ashamed of their situation. You know, even if it was a bunch of factors outside of their control, we often are our own worst critics, our own worst judges, and we often are fearful of reaching out and having someone say, well, gee, that was a silly thing you did, and you made your situation worse. Um, So sometimes we hesitate in reaching out for help because we're worried that we're going to be judged. Um, But absolutely anybody that's listening to this program or reaches out to Sands and Associates, the opposite of judgment is what you would receive. Um, So you'd receive someone who's going to sit down with you, who's going to empathize, understand, and really treat you with dignity, respect, and empathy, which might be quite different than what you're getting if you're dealing with collectors all day long who really just want to be paid. So the first step in the process is you connect with a licensed insolvency trustee. You sit down for that free consultation. Um, it's typically done either remotely these days with COVID or in our offices. Uh, we've got locations all over the province, and it often starts with just a simple phone call, uh, a Zoom meeting, a Microsoft Teams video chat, uh, whatever it is that works. That first consultation is your first step in the process. And is there a physic? What's the physicalness of your of your first appointment when you sit down and all the forms and information? What do I need to bring with me when I come in? For the first appointment, it's generally just you know an informal conversation. So a lot of people will bring or have ready all their most recent bills and their pay stubs and their tax returns, and that's helpful. But even if you have nothing prepared, it can still just be a very productive meeting, understanding in general terms what you're facing and explaining, shedding some light on what are the options that are available to you. Um, After you've had that meeting and you decided, okay, maybe one of these options does make sense to move forward, whether it's a bankruptcy or a proposal, uh, the trustee or the estate administrator is going to pass along to you an application form. So it's either someone you can fill in online or a fillable PDF or fill it in, you know, pen and ink and drop it off at the office. But it's going to give us the information that we need to prepare the bankruptcy documents for your filing. Uh, if your situation is urgent, as in, you know, your wages are being seized, you get paid on Friday and it's Tuesday now, um, we can work very quickly. So if someone gave us a completed intake form with all the required information, in as little as 24 hours, we could have a filing ready to go, get that person the protection that they need and help them to start moving forward. Um, as soon as you've signed 
the bankruptcy documents. So you've given us the intake form back and you've signed the documents. That's when the process starts. And that's when you get that protection from your creditors. You only have to deal with the trustee. You no longer have to deal with anyone that you owe money to. Okay. Now, before we talk about some other sort of frequently asked questions to this insolvency trustee and, and how the process works, if we're already talking about you and you feel like, okay, this is me, I need to take some action. At least I need to find out more. It's so easy to do. one 800 661 30 is the phone number. Sands-trustee.com is the website, and it's filled with great questions and answers if you need a bit more information. So um, if we go, to, can we go to the part of, if I'm going to go ahead and file, if I'm going to file a bankruptcy, um, how does it affect my partner or spouse at this mm. point? That's a huge concern for so many individuals, Elaine. And um, it's often the case that, you know, it's not what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. And a lot of people that I sit down with, they say, okay, I know if I file for bankruptcy, gee, my spouse is going to have to file also. Are there something going to be responsible for my debts? Um, and both of those are in the category of things that you think are so that just aren't. It's not the case at all that a spouse is impacted when one person files for bankruptcy. So if your spouse is not attached to any of your debts, so if you haven't co-signed on any debts, you haven't borrowed any money together, um, one person filing for bankruptcy is going to have literally zero impact on the other individual. Their credit rating is not going to take any hit. If they weren't responsible for the person's debts beforehand, I mean, they weren't a co-applicant, they hadn't signed to you know, be a guarantor or have a joint account, bankruptcy doesn't create any extra liability uh, for the other spouse. So sometimes that can be really important for couples to know uh, because couples can assume, okay, if one person has a debt, it means that both of us have that debt. And therefore, if the other person has some assets and wants to pay off the spouse's debt, they could choose to do so, but they should do so with eyes wide open, knowing that they had no obligation to do so and that debts are kept separate even if someone is married. There's nothing that makes the debt automatically joint. Okay. The other thing that I, I want you to mention, too, is is all the different ways that um, a licensed insolvency trustee really protects you as you go through your process and the whole family, not just your not just your spouse. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, when you're working with, with a licensed insolvency trustee, you're dealing with the most qualified individual you could ever work with to deal with your financial situation. So there's only a 1,000 trustees in Canada. They're all licensed by the federal government, and they have to pass a very rigorous course uh, of education, of professional requirements, of continued development, uh, and a code of ethics and professional practice. So um, you've got remedies if you're dealing with a trustee. If you're not sure that something is going according to plan, there's Industry Canada, there's a superintendent of bankruptcy, and trustees are very conscious of wanting to do a good job and wanting to continue to be a trustee, of course. Um, so generally, if you're dealing with a trustee, things are going to be by the book, well-defined process. You're not going to have surprises along the way. Um, at Sands & Associates, we've been doing this for more than 30 years. We're founded in 1990, so we celebrated our 30th anniversary just a couple of years back now, looking towards 35. Um, and it's literally tens of thousands of individuals who felt supported, who've gotten a new start, a new lease on life by dealing with their debts working with us. And in, in closing out this segment, Blair, can you talk about some of the signs um, for someone that it may be the best idea at this point to take a real serious look at per my personal finances uh, and then call you? Mm -hmm. You know, the simplest way to say it, Elaine, is if you think you have a debt problem, you probably do. Mm. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, you're worried about your debts, 
you're only making your minimum payments, you're not sleeping at night. Those are all the key, key hallmarks of someone who should have a conversation and figure out what they should do about their debts. Excellent. And I know it's so easy to do. And, and can you just talk a little bit about the ease of which somebody can come in and see you and sit down? Yeah, we're, we're seeing more people than ever before during the pandemic with a lot of people with just a ton of questions going on, you know, whether it's CERB repayments or getting back to work and worry about their income being taken and now creditors being reactivated with their rights. Um, so it's very easy to meet with us. You just give us a call or, vi- or visit us online at sands-trustee.com. Often the same day we're setting up meetings. Again, things over the phone are virtually very easy to do. Um, you'll get your questions answered. You'll have someone that really cares and wants to understand and give you a better plan to work through your situation. That's great, Blair. I just want to throw out that website again, just in case you missed it. It's sands-trustee.com. And by going to the website, it's just filled with so many good questions and answers written in such an easy way to understand them. And it'll really give you a good idea uh, as, as to your next steps. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands and Associates, helping you get out of debt. Cut and consolidate debt without bankruptcy or borrowing. And this, is, this segment's all about consumer proposals. And if you're going, consumer proposal, what the heck is that? This is a perfect segment because we're going to explain in detail what a consumer proposal is. And it's often the ideal debt solution for so many people. So, Blair, can you start with the basics? Tell us exactly what is a, a consumer proposal is. Because is it true that people still don't know or, or that it's a new concept for them? Well, it's getting better year after year, but absolutely, I often say a consumer proposal is the most powerful debt solution you've probably never heard of, Um, and it really is that. It's so powerful in that it allows you to consolidate all of your debt um, into a single monthly payment amount. It stops all of the interest on your debt, so not another penny of interest is charged in the day that you file a consumer proposal. And what's the most powerful part of it is a proposal doesn't generally require you to pay back all of the debt that you've incurred unless you generally have the means to do so. For the most part, a consumer proposal has a significant reduction of debt. So quite often people are paying back in the range of 20 to 40 cents in the dollar, maybe 30 to 50 cents, something like that, but generally a very significant discount to what the total amount of debt would be. And when you take away all the future interest, you know, suddenly what seems like a very unmanageable situation, um, you know, you don't know how you're ever going to get out of debt is becomes just a single monthly payment that you make over a term of up to five years with the right to pay it off in part or in full at any time. So to give you some examples, and these are real examples we filed in just in the last few weeks here, uh, one client had just under $30,000 of debt. They were making payments of roughly $500 a month, and they were getting nowhere. They were just paying interest for the most part. We did a consumer proposal that instead of $30,000 of debt, we offered $12,000, and it brought their monthly payments down to $200 a month for a term of 60 months. So they were $500 a month on the pay this forever, and you'll probably never get out of debt. And we were able to bring it down to $200 a month, $12,000 in total. And if they decide to make extra payments, they'll be done more quickly than the five-year term. Uh, that's just one example. Um, you know, another one that I'm really proud of, and I'm seeing these more and more, unfortunately, is someone had a debt of 21000 but it was, with, it was with an alternative lender. Now, sometimes we've seen these diff- different payday lenders suddenly start to make larger loans. Um, sometimes there's other uh, outfits that have been around for many years who loan uh, money out at the rate of about 39%, yeah, literally 39% interest, if you can believe it. Uh, their monthly payments were $1,058 per month. 
We did a consumer proposal that resulted in them reducing the debt to just under half, so from 21000 down to 9600 But check this out in the monthly payment, from 1058 down to $160. That was one of the most significant reductions I'd ever seen in a proposal, and it was getting rid of that 39% interest and reducing the debt. That was just a complete life changer for this person who just thought, oh my gosh, 40% interest, how am I ever going to get out from under that? And she wouldn't, probably unless she had done this consumer proposal, uh, but it was just a complete new day for her. And and did I, um, can you just mention the, the hard numbers, uh, what the what the totals are that you can file or, or use cons, uh, consumer proposal for between what total mm-hmm. and what total? What do you have to owe at that point? Of course, good question. So to do a consumer proposal, the minimum amount of debt is just $1,000, and we don't see many for that low, but often five or 10000 is a good minimum. The maximum is up to $250,000, and that doesn't include your mortgage. So forget about the mortgage, um, but any of your other debts, if it's up to a total of $250,000, you can restructure it as part of a consumer proposal. It's also possible to file a joint consumer proposal if it's a husband and wife, or even just you know two people whose finances are relatively the same, they've got some common debts. They can file a joint consumer proposal, in which case the limit is up to five hundred thousand dollars. For the most part, the clients that we see, it's somewhere in the range of forty to eighty thousand dollars of typical unsecured debts, credit cards, student loans, payday loans, income taxes, and there's significant reductions possible in that range with the consumer proposal. And you're a big fan of the consumer proposal. I can just tell how you're talking about mm-hmm. it. Oh, it's the reason I became a trustee, Elaine. So um, it was someone in my life that really had a debt problem, and I wasn't able to give them good advice, even though I went to business school, worked at an accounting firm. And it was only by looking into what are the options here, and this consumer proposal could really bring $20,000 of debt down to $120 a month in that situation. It was true, and that from that day forward, I decided to become a trustee, and that's the fact. 15, almost 20 years ago. So I want to share that with others to make them aware of just how powerful this option is. It really can be a life changer. And I know you've got some great, a really good list of all the other sort of debt management options that are within that consumer proposal and and why you're such a big fan of it. Yeah, you know, a a couple of key things um, is, you know, a consumer proposal can be all encompassing. So when you're looking at different things like a credit counselor, maybe working with a private debt repayment agent, they're not going to be able to deal with your whole situation because the government doesn't recognize anything other than a consumer proposal to deal with debts like income taxes or student loans or GST or uh, you know, various amounts owing to the government or even ICBC debt. So when you're doing a consumer proposal, you're going to settle virtually all of your debts. The only ones that you couldn't settle are things like you know, child support, spousal support, things that you know, probably you shouldn't be able to settle anyway. You've got to go to court on those. But generally, other consumer debts are going to be dealt with in the proposal. And what's also really incredible, too, is the protection. So people generally understand if you file for bankruptcy, you know, there's a ceasefire. Nobody can sue you, take you to court, take any wages from you, call you, harass you. People don't always realize a consumer proposal is that exact protection. So if you're in a situation, oh, my gosh, I've been sued for a debt. I guess all I can do is file for bankruptcy. No, you could file a proposal, get that same protection. So it's just really wonderful that way. It's the best alternative to a bankruptcy. And it's to the point where, you know, 10 years ago, it was probably about a third or a quarter of people that came to see Sands and Associates would choose to file a consumer proposal. They just weren't aware of it. And sometimes the situation had deteriorated so much. Now it's two thirds of people are filing proposals, about one third's bankruptcies. So as soon as people are aware of this option, they tend to really gravitate towards it. It's a great way to restructure without having to, to file a bankruptcy. 
I like the idea too that it, it seems like it's a bit of a happy medium for folks. Did I? Do you think so? Absolutely, and that, that's what I hear a lot: is people feel a whole lot more pride. Uh, when they've stared down, you know, they could file a bankruptcy, they could pay less, they don't want to do that, they know they can't pay the debt in full, so the happy medium is, I made a deal with my creditors, I'm paying back what I can afford, it's more than I would have to afford in the bankruptcy, but I can have some pride in that in saying, you know, I'm doing what I can, I'm making the best possible alternative, so it can be that sweet spot between your creditors want all the money back, which you just can't do, you could choose to file for bankruptcy, and they're probably not going to get a whole lot back, but there's a lot of benefits to yourself of being able to avoid that bankruptcy proceeding and of having just the pride of saying, I did what I could, I met my obligations to the extent that I could, and I didn't resort to a bankruptcy if I had any alternative otherwise. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. It's like I did everything I possibly could, and I I feel okay about doing it this way. I'm not I'm not getting rid of or you know I'm I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it the best the best way I can. I think that's I think that's a really important piece of it. Um, and then just closing, we've just got about uh, a minute or a minute and a half. I know that's not very much time. Can you give us mm-hmm. a bit of a recap on the general advantages of choosing the consumer proposal? Yeah, I think a couple of just extra ones I'll I'll throw in there, too, uh, is just if you're comparing a consumer proposal to, say, debt consolidation loan, they might sound similar. But again, in a proposal, you're paying zero interest and you're you're paying back a reduced amount of the debt, not the full amount. But also with a consumer proposal, there's no credit check. There's no credit score required. You're not actually borrowing money. So everybody can qualify for a proposal. You will not get denied as long as you can show that you've got more debt than you're reasonably able to pay back. Um, and what's also great with the, the consumer proposal is you're never required to get a co-signer. So sometimes if you're doing a consolidation loan, the bank will say, oh, yeah, we'll loan you the money, but we want someone else to sign on the dotted line. And then suddenly they're responsible for all of your debts as well. It's something you should never do. And a consumer proposal, you would never have to provide a co-signer. It's just you dealing with your situation. Nobody else is at risk. I think that's uh, I think that's a really important piece of it as well. Listen, if you want more information, here's the phone number, 1-800-661-3030 to get a hold of someone from Sands & Associates and make that first appointment. Check out their website as well, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.